Dan Dickow, Gonzaga Nation SI, the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Well, it took me a day or so um, to recap the UConn game. Um, listening to this, probably a big Gonzaga fan. You've read a lot of the articles. You've watched the highlights. You may have gone back and rewatched the game. All in all, it was a uh, disappointing loss for Gonzaga. It doesn't take anything away from the season um, in the fact that I think this team did end up overachieving based on um, uh, how the parts were put together and, and based on where they were looking in uh, mid-December. Um, but one of the best coaching jobs I, I can think of for Coach Few, um, he did a tremendous job getting these guys to continue to believe, continue to improve. They were on the doorstep of a Final Four. They were only down four points with less than 30 seconds left in that first half. I thought the big play that 100% swung the momentum in the direction of UConn was kind of a, a broken play towards the end of that first half. Andre Jackson with his uh, IQ uh, flashed, got the loose ball, quickly kicked it to a, a shooter. I believe it was Jordan Hawkins in the corner for three, knocks it down as uh, the first half uh, starts to wind to a close. So now Gonzaga's down seven uh, going into halftime as opposed to four. That mo- was a big momentum shift. Uh, obviously, people are going to talk about that fourth foul call on Drew Timmy. Uh, to me, that was a no call. Um, you know, officials uh, should be taught. They are at the NBA level. In college, they say they are, but it doesn't always happen this way. Advantage, disadvantage. Yes, there was contact. Yes, that's a foul. If the ball is in the vicinity of that action to allow one person or the other to get the ball or not get the ball with possession that had no impact uh, on if Timmy or the player he got caught up with, I believe it was Andre Jackson. We're going to get that ball. The ball was completely different. They were tangling uh, in a blockout scenario anyways. And so with advantage, disadvantage, there's no reason that foul should have been called. But that being said, Fourth foul, had to go to the bench for quite some time, um, but that wasn't the reason Gonzaga lost to UConn. They lost to UConn because UConn was pretty dang good, absolutely impressive in the 82-54 win. Uh, a couple bright spots, though, for Gonzaga. I thought defensively, you, you know, it looked like UConn got, had their way. Obviously, Jordan Hawkins had a good game. Sonogo, Andre Jackson were really good. Donovan Klingon uh, really impressed me. I saw him in person on the th- Thursday night game, um, but I thought his length, his, his ability to impact the game on both ends of the floor was good. I mean, you're talking about a 7-2 freshman in the Big East. Um, Gonzaga didn't have the size to match up with them. Um, you know, you could say what you want. Hey, maybe Efton Reed should have got a, a, a chance in that game earlier. Um, but that hasn't, he hasn't been part of the rotation, um, throughout much of the season. So that would have been hard, but, um, you know, Gonzaga did a decent job defensively considering, you know, they held UConn to 42% field goal shooting. And that's something that was going to be a major concern for Gonzaga the further they went in the tournament. Could they stop anybody? Could they slow them down? Well, they they made things diff- difficult at times. At other times, guys had their way. But 42% field goal percentage defense, I thought, was uh, a number um, that would have given them a chance to win the game. So if you would have told me, hey, they're going to hold them to 42% from the field, they're only going to turn the ball over nine times, uh, I would have thought we would have had a close game. Um, but Gonzaga was negative eight on the glass. As mentioned, they only turned uh, turned it over nine times. Sonogo, Hawkins, Andre Jackson Jr., Kling, and they were all really good. Uh, 
Joey Calcaterra, the USD transfer, he was tremendous. Um, you know, it's a guy that just fits a role. And so many times you don't have to be the best player. You don't have to be the greatest athlete. You just have to fit a role and you have to excel in your role. And I think Calcaterra is a great example of that. Um, but when you look at Gonzaga, you know, they didn't shoot the ball well at all. 33% from the field, um, two of 20 from beyond the three point line. You know, defensively, we can talk again about 42% field goal percentage defense. But when you shoot 33%, you're not really doing yourself any favors. The backcourt of Hickman, Smith, Salas, and, and Bolton uh, weren't able to get anything going. I mean, Hickman was 0-5, Smith 2 of 4, Salas 2 of 5, and Bolton 2 of 7. Um, they weren't really able to handle the physicality of the Big East guards um, and, and create uh, opportunities for themselves or for others. So that that was a little bit of a, a frustration point, I'm sure, um, for Gonzaga. But Drew Timmy ended with 12 points, 5 of 14 from the field, 10 rebounds for another double-double. Um, moved into the 10th place, I believe it is, ninth or 10th all-time NCAA tournament scoring list. Pretty impressive for that. Again, that fourth foul early in that second half, kind of, you know, people wanted to pick and choose and point to that. And I did at that moment in time, I put a tweet out about advantage, disadvantage. It was a bad call and it was, but that didn't impact the game. Um, it just uh, should not have been a fourth foul call. Julian Strother had a, had an okay game as far as at least scoring it. He had 11 points. He was the only other Gonzaga player in double figures, but he struggled from the field as well at 4.4 of 15 from the field. Um you know, there that shows, you know, that big physical presence um, can bother him at times. Wasn't able to get all the way to the rim um, against those bigger, longer athletic defenders uh, on the wing for UConn. So there you have it. Gonzaga finishes the season uh, in the Elite Eight for the fifth time in school history. Eight consecutive Sweet 16s knocked on the door of another Final Four. Just weren't quite able to get it done. In the coming weeks, I will sit back. And I will uh, have a couple episodes where we reflect on the season, the highs, the lows, the positives, where they can build upon with opportunities for the program where players can improve and build upon opportunities for themselves. We'll take a look at what the prospects for True Timmy is uh, to get drafted, what the prospects are for Julian Strother to go to the NBA or will he stay at Gonzaga? All interesting things to keep an eye out for. So, for Gonzaga Nation SI, don't forget to stay tuned to all that we've got coming up in the offseason.